Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Adeptus Ridiculous Podcast. My name is Bricky. My co-host is dead. We are replacing him today. Before we start with that, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Adeptus Ridiculous, where you can get a ton of great benefits like the Discord, awesome posters every month, bloopers if they happen, and all of that great jazz. Check out the Patreon. Also, because this is me saying it, I'm going to put more emphasis on it. The merch, buy the merch, great merch, organate.com to the description, merch, little guy merch, the shirts, hoodies, black, white, all the options, merch, poster, it's great, uh, book club is, is betrayer, uh, 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 17 cam Patreon will do Dorney and Heresy and Blood Angels. We have a sponsor for this episode, so I'm being fast. Roll it, Shy. This episode of Adeptus Ridiculous is sponsored by Bespoke Post. It's a monthly membership box delivering boxes of top shelf goods from under the radar brands as 90% of the products in the boxes come from small businesses based in the US. Each month there is a slew of new products, outdoor gear, barware, kitchen goods, clothing, etc. All based on a personal preference quiz you fill out and they are changing every month. Each box only costs $50 but has 70 in retail value and you get a preview of what comes before it's shipped. You can decide if you'd like to keep it, swap it for a totally different box, or just skip the month entirely, completely free of charge. You only pay for the things you want. And you can get 20% off your first box by clicking the link in the description and entering the coupon code ADEPTUS20 at checkout, or go to bespokepost.com slash ADEPTUS20. Again, 20% off with the code ADEPTUS20. Thank you so much to Bespoke Post for sponsoring this video. Let's get on with the episode. Hello, man in the walls. I've, I've made my way out again. We've had a swing he's door he's... installed. Did you notice? It's like the one that you get for a dog, but it's like, it's bigger because I'm, well, maybe a massive dog. I don't know. But I've crept out just, just temporarily, just because, you know, as you mentioned earlier, DK is no longer with us. Um, he's gone nope. now. This is just the start of finding a suitable replacement. Uh, we might be able to resurrect him. Not sure yet. We've got the lightning rod. We've sewn the bits that were taken off him back on. So we, it's possible. Never say never, but it's not looking good. All right, it's not a perfect plan. There's, there's, other, there's other ways we could go with it, but I'm sure it'd be fine, right? He's, we'll he's, figure it out. He's come back from worse. Although, have you buried him in the past when this has happened? Because I know that's what happened this time. This might add an extra. I, I put him in the. Uh, I put him in the pet cemetery. Oh, that's not too bad. They're usually shallow. He should be okay. Oh no no Stephen King's pet cemetery. Oh, all right. <laughs> we're in a we're in a much bigger problem anyway. Anyway anyway, uh, as as Shy likes to constantly post in the chat. Get on with it, Junior. Uh, you are leading an episode today. I am. I've I've I, I've nicked your job for this one, but it's, yes, it's you, you can you can you can have it back when uh, when DK is resurrected because <laughs> I think it, I don't think we should put him in charge again. I don't know if that was a, a great idea the one time we did it. Might be best to you know ease him back in via via normal yeah. means. But I do have a quote for you. Being being oh, uh, yes being host, I do actually have a quote. And people are going to find this one really difficult to look up, and I'll explain why in a minute. We have failed. It should have been a momentous day. A new dawn for his Imperium. A sacred work that would push back the darkness at the edges of humanity's existence. Instead, we created failures, abominations, angels without wings. 
May the Omniscient have mercy on those unfortunate souls, and forgive us for our tampering with his greatest work. Ooh. Okay, well, well, uh, did you pronounce it Omniscia? Yeah, I really struggle with that. As I was saying it out loud, I was like, I've messed that up, but I don't want to start the sentence over again because I don't want to mess the rest of it up as well. It is Omnisire, but yeah, I've messed that one up. Uh, okay, okay. I was making sure that I wasn't with the wrong one here, and then I've been saying it wrong for God knows how many episodes. No, no, when, it's when it comes to pronunciation, just assume I'm wrong, because I usually am. <laughs> Well, it's difficult because because you're British and so is James Workshop and and the, all right, whatever. Uh, okay, well, it's Adamek based somehow, but they say we have failed and it's it's uh, something against his glory, his holy glory or holy whatever. I'm you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Are we doing like any kind of Man of Iron thing? Oh, you're not you're not oh you're not like far off. You're not cold. You're not not hugely warm, but not cold. It's definitely uh, I, I would suggest. Well, Innovation, like her, in a way. Okay, well, okay, well, innovation means, obviously, heretical, which, that, that's that's why I was like, okay, you know, we have failed, we've made abominations, like, okay, that sounds as if it's it's the Men of Iron thing, but I guess the Men of Iron was before all that, so, uh, does that have anything to do with call? You you could say that it's it's uh, something of, like, a, a precursor to Call's work. Oh, shit. Um... I remember hearing about some dude who wasn't call but was also call. Ah, crap. Um. God damn it! I can provide I a second quote, but it will give it away immediately, which is why we didn't right. use it for the first one. God damn it! Uh, uh, it's not Necrons, is it? No, of course not Necrons. I, I do the Necron stuff. I, I am I am the one who crons. You are you are you are the Mister Necron, or so I've been told. The, the Mr. Necron. Uh, nah, fuck, no, I, I, I don't got it. Give me another quote. Okay. It's going to give it away immediately. The other quote is, Some call ours the cursed founding, but it is no curse. Oh. <laughs> are, we, are we talking about the cursed founding? Yeah, yeah. You can see why I didn't lead with that. <laughs> well, actually, that, that... Okay, I think that does remind me. It, it was... The curse founding is when all the all the gene seed and stuff got all fucked up, right? And, and a whole bunch of these successor chapters got screwed. Wasn't it the Lamenters one of them? Yes, the Lamenters was yes. one of the chapters that was uh, that was created during the the twenty first founding, which is the cursed founding. And the original quote is something I made up because uh, when me and Shai were talking about the like the uh, episode subject, I I looked for quotes and literally, really, all I found at the time was. Some call it the cursed founding, and I was like, "Well, we can't use that. <laughs> that's like, that's that's not good." I think you, I think you threw me off with the Omnisiah statement. I, I think I was thinking of the Omnisiah. I was like, "Well, it's got to be Admech thing." I'm like, "Well, kinda, but it, not really." It was a bit of a curveball, but it it's it's related because it was a, it was Admech it was Admech based shenanigans that led to the whole thing. So they're once again they're kind of to blame. Oh, it's Admech Bishnay? Oh, I didn't know it was Ad oh, well, you know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this. Please, do do share, because I didn't actually know it had anything to do with the Admech. So, the, uh, the the 21st founding, which is the cursed founding, was, uh, funnily enough, the largest Space Marine founding since the second. Uh, so, a huge number of Space Marine chapters created, and the focus of it was the Adeptus Mechanicus, who decided, in their infinite wisdom, that they were going to remove existing 
flaws and deficiencies in uh, in Adaptus Astartes gene seed, with the hope of basically producing space marines that were Primarch like in their like power and stature. And uh, they had a, a project name, which was Project Homo Sapiens Novus, for some reason. But that detail is there. <laughs> I don't know why they went for that, but they did. So yeah, the uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus tried to do a call before Call successfully did a call and massively improve the work of the Emperor and create Space Marines that had effectively no flaws in their gene seed whatsoever. Okay, why were they? Why why did they pull a call? Like, wouldn't pulling a call be a problem? Wouldn't wouldn't the Emperor be like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, this was also quite a while ago. So when the 21st founding took place, it was just before the, uh, the I'm going to pronounce this wrong as well, the Age of, of, the age of Apostasy. So old... Oh, old, so was, okay. Old Doge Van Dyer out there. Yeah, um, our was, man. Yep, yep. It was, it was just before he started his shenanigans. Um, and uh, it's actually, technically, it's like this, I believe it's the second time that this was tried. Because during the heresy... Uh, spoiler alert, there was a similar project attempted. So it's not like they were the first ones to give it a go, but they they messed it up pretty badly. Like, most of the Space Marine chapters from the 21st founding ended up either with some sort of horrendous curse or mutation or fully defected to chaos. It, did not, it didn't go well. They were definitely not as good at it as Call has turned out to be. So, Age of Apostasy was thirty fifth millennium. So, I, I think that I think if I'm not mistaken, the Admec are still kind of like uh, M thirty five. Hey, I was right. Let's go. Yeah, nice. Um, uh, I know that the Admec were still pretty not stoked with that kind of stuff, but I guess they weren't as zealot like hard in the zealot like kind of world as they were in uh in before. I did kind or at of, least they, they, they didn't hate it as much, maybe? Yeah, I, I kind of looked through, because it, it seems like a bold move for, for the Mechanicus, yeah. given how like completely anti-innovation they are. But I couldn't find a huge amount as to why this was kind of deemed as being acceptable. Um, a lot of the... I say a lot of it, pretty much all of the stuff for the 21st founding is from like old white dwarfs and stuff. It's not oh, wow. something that I've actually gone into a huge amount of detail about even though they created some of the most interesting chapters out of it. So, like, they, they did that thing, Games Workshop, where they went, here's a really cool premise. We're going to give you the bare bones of it. We're going to expand on it a little bit later on. But we're still going to leave you massively wanting more about the original instance. And they, you know, they created some some actually really fun chapters, like the Lamenters. They are, they are one of the uh, chapters that was founded during the cursed founding and i mean you've done an episode on the lamenters we we know how well how well <laughs> they've done overall in life they did they 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 were the greatest option for emperor to give the, uh, the world the punching bag they got at it they got it's so unfair it's so it's so it's like and the thing is it's not even by the standards of the cursed founding their like curse was just they're just super unlucky it's not even a tangible thing like, in the 21st Founding, some of the other chapters are growing, like, bone blades out of their forearms, or spontaneously combusting in the middle of battle, but they don't get hurt whilst they're on fire, like, from their own fire that they've magically produced. The Lamenters don't get any of the cool stuff. 
they are just massively unlucky, which makes me feel even more bad for them because you look at what everyone else got and you go, they got something cool, they got something awesome, they got something cool, and uh, oh, they just they just suck. That's 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 not great. For some reason, there's a, there's a recommended video I remember seeing, and it was a Russian Badger video, and it was the Left 4 Dead one, and the title was Built Different, Built Stupid. And I'm imagining that being the Lamenters. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're built, oh, I'm, I'm so built harsh. different. I'm, I'm built for tears. <laughs> oh, God. They, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. There's, you know, no, they, they don't they're it. just doing their best. They're just doing their best. And it went horrifically wrong. But, you know, <laughs> got to give them points for trying, I guess. That's true. They so, also do get uh, loads of love from the fans. And they do get loads of love from the fans, even though no one wants to paint them because of their awful logo. Why would you do um, checks on shoulder pads? Not even not even checkerboard on shoulder pads, but you also have to carve a circle out of the center for a bleeding heart. And you couldn't even make the checkerboard not white. You had to make it white. So and yellow. And yellow. The worst colors of all time. Which which might you know that might yeah. go along with the unluckiness. They they were unlucky from the very start. Because someone picked yellow for them, which is the worst color to paint. Imperial Fists fans molding right now. Look, I can't help speaking the truth. No one likes painting yellow. This is a fact. And it's documented. Even people who like painting Imperial Fists don't actually like painting yellow. They're just lying to themselves to get through the pain. That's just how it is. That's true. Whenever I see someone painting white scars, they're like, why did I pick white scars? Why did I pick white scars? Start screaming as as they have an entire white base space marine army that needs to be clean white. They don't even get to be dirty white. I mean, the, um, so you should be allowed to do dirty white. I think dirty white is fine. Get a bit of rust, get a bit of grime on there. Say they're in the middle of a battle. They don't have to be perfect. If you want to do dirty white white scars, go for it. Whatever whatever gets you through the session. Oh, you're right. That's that's true. Sorry, Shy Shy told me specifically to tell you to hurry the fuck up. Okay. In in, in her in the nice that that was me toning down the, the nice version. <laughs> yeah. You know, she actually has a loaded handgun and she's approaching your location. I can see it. The the text is so much worse than the actual the actual verbal giving of it. Terrible. Yeah, of course. The, the language is obscene, Shy. There's just no need for this. I don't know why people put up with it. Anyway, so the actual curse founding. There's not. A huge amount of information outside of the uh, the chapters that were founded, but there was like a secondary adventure, a second thing that happened with the cursed founding. The cursed founding is responsible for the lamenters, for the minotaurs, who are awesome in their own right and honestly deserve their own episode because they're insane. The firehawks and the flame falcons oh. because games workshop has some sort of sense of humor when it comes to naming chapters why you would do firehawks and flame falcons in the same founding i don't know that tell me that's not confusing come on yeah that, that that's rough though we did talk about the firehawks a little bit in our legion of the damned episode so that goes along with it yes yeah they 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 also not not particularly lucky but they did end up with the coolest armor that any space marines have ever worn with all the fire in the bone and stuff there's also the black dragons and the sons of antius and we'll come on to both of those uh, after after this because there was a second thing with the 21st founding the cursed founding because it didn't stop there so they had the founding everything went horribly wrong the space marine chapters went to chaos they 
had weird, bizarre mutations and aberrations. And then later, much later in M41, the labs and the site where the cursed founding took place was actually excavated. There was an archaeological expedition to what was a dead world called Inculaba, and they found the site of the of the 21st founding, which still had stuff in it. Okay. So after all that still- time, there was still secrets in there, which is it's one of the things where it's like you don't get much initial information, but then there's great setup for future. Yeah, it, it does the classic like, well, if you want to, we, we can create ourselves that our own little stories coming from it later on if we need to. Yeah, yeah, it, it it feels like it's kind of primed for all sorts of shenanigans in the future, and it probably has led to some stuff because um, one of the things they found when they were doing this excavation and when they were looking at what the uh, what the old Adeptus Mechanicus uh, genitors gene tours. G-E-N-E-T-O-R-S, however you want to pronounce that. I'm assuming gene tools. Um, when they had been attempting to perfect the gene seed, which they failed at, they also created something new as well. So along with like vid logs of project managers that showed the extent of the failure and how the different chapters were just having physical corruption and turning them into weird races, they also found three massive space marines like giant space marines two of them were ruined they're just in like their big their big like test tube thing but all the water was stagnant and messed up but there was a third giant space marine that was still functioning and they started to wake it up okay is it awake we don't know because then, oh god damn it! <laughs> yep, <laughs> surely, surely, part of you must have been like, "There's, there's no way they followed through on this. There's no way they well, followed through." Well, I, I would, because like, I would like the option of like, "Oh, they started to wake it up, and it ended up being like Tiberos the Red Wake of the Carcharodons chapter, like that." That I would understand, you know. That would be an awesome twist, but that's that's not. That's not what they did, unfortunately. Because he, he is a, he is a big fucking dude. So yeah, I mean he's gigantic. He's also one of the coolest chapter masters, just known to all Space Marines, in my opinion. He's very neat. I though, though I mean I don't know if they're doing the uh, oh this person's gonna replace the one of the missing Primarchs or something. I don't know. But if the first the first two of them were like fucked up beyond belief, that doesn't bode well. Yeah, it it's it's already a bad start. It it does it does get worse, but it does kind of maybe maybe lean into what else has been going on with like changes to gene seed and stuff, because uh, someone was aware of this place whilst it was being uncovered, and it was it was the man himself. It was Fabulous Bill. So Fabulous Bill oh, knew no. all about this lab. He'd been alerted to it. Someone had sent a signal through the warp, um, actually during the founding itself. And when this excavation happened, like 5,000 years or whatever later, and they started to wake this third figure up, they were naturally a bit unsure, a bit worried. They got the, 
the Grey Knights on the way to come and prevent the, the technology, the sacred technology, falling into into like the hands of chaos. But when they got there, there was no Adeptus Mechanicus archaeological team left. There was no sign of the vessel that they travelled in. The planet was dead again. There was just nothing left of anything at all. Not even any bodies or any signs of violence. And funnily enough, the big giant space marine was also gone. And all that was left was a residual warp trail. Oh goody. Oh goody. Is that so so our our boy Bill has a has a subject for himself? It kind of seems like, yeah. Ba Fabius Bile managed to get in there, steal all the stuff, remove all of it before the Grey Knights could arrive to secure it. And now there's absolutely nothing left because they, funnily enough, bombed it from orbit and then scrubbed all of the files <laughs> so that there's no mention of it in any Imperial record because it's the Imperium and they love doing that. I The concept of Fabius Bile has a Primarch-sized space marine to toy around with from the Curse founding is, is like, you don't really get a whole lot worse than that. It's that, that, awesome, that's pretty though, high it? up. It's pretty cool concept because, you know, I, I've my corruption to chaos has been slow and absolute. Um, even though I think Bill is a fucker, uh, it, it's still rather interesting. Um, that being said, I, it's also quite horrifying. Um, I, I would, I don't know if I, well, is there an Imperium equivalent that I prefer to have the hands of a giant Primarch size space marine? I really you, know, you know what? You know what? It's not in the hands of like Yuri and Rackharth. Or something like it's not like in a, in a uh, homunculi coven. That's true. So so I'm okay with that. I'll I'll find my my purchase in that fact. There's like there's like tiers of awful people to have control of this, and he's weirdly somehow Bill not the worst. <laughs> You'd think not, he would not be, the worst. but not the worst. He's pretty up there, but not the worst. So that effectively is the. Like all of the background from the uh, the twenty first founding, where it gets like more fun is the is the actual chapters that were founded during it, um, and there were also for a brief time some cool rules. There was some actual rules for them, um, which showed up in I forget the issue of White Dwarf. It was White Dwarf two sixty something, so about two thousand and one, I believe that issue would have come out. So right in the uh, right in the middle of Prime Third Edition, you had uh, a couple of a couple of special rules for Space Marines that were kind of affected by this stuff, um, which kind of give even more of a an insight into what the actual issues were with the Space Marines that were affected by it and the ones that were like brought like brought together during that founding. So you've got Cursed Knights. So the Cursed Knights were normal Space Marines up to a point. These individuals are space marines who appear to have escaped their chapter's curse. They are strong, tall and proud in form, yet this veneer of perfection hides a curse often more extreme than that affecting their brethren. So they kind of look okay and normal and they seem to have avoided the worst of it, but uh, but you had to roll a, a 1d6 at the start of a turn and on a 1 they went into a berserk rage and they would attack each other in an animalistic fury they just went mental and killed anything that was close to them. From two to five, you're okay. You had a stable, you had a stable mutation. You're not going to get anything bad happening. But on a six, 
the uh, the option for the, the the roll of a six was created a monster. So the abilities of each cursed knight are temporarily enhanced to superhuman levels. Each knight adds one to his strength, initiative, and attack characteristics, but they can't withstand that level of performance for long, and after the battle, the knights will die. Any knights that survive the battle will count as casualties for the purposes of calculating victory points. Which is a really great little rule. Like, it really that sets is- it up. Very enjoyable. I mean, it's it's the old days, in, in, in the old days where the game was was a, a total mess. But that concept that it's like, okay, you, you rolled a six, which means now they're they're permanently buffed. But let's say you took like a like a secondary or something that rewards you for killing the opponent, and then they in reality you've given them a little bit extra points because by the end they'll be dead. Is pretty. That's actually pretty fun. I like I like how rolling a one just turns them into Karn. Like it's it's like that's just Karn's rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just it just made them go full berserker. It's it's that really nice thing of actually properly telling a bit of a a bit of a story through what is what was a trial rule at the time. So it wasn't like properly implemented, but it's something that you could do if you wanted to uh, represent some of the coast founding chapters actually on the tabletop. The other one is abominations. So this is the brethren suffering the worst extremes of the chapter's curse are often segregated from the main body of space marines. These space marines may be physically mutated and driven beyond the point of insanity and the heat of battle will cause the curse to manifest itself in a horrific display of savagery and violence. They are frequently fielded together in squads where they should fall prey to their self-destructive curse. They will at least take some of their enemy with them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, hopefully... Take some of their enemy with them. Okay. I like that it's not even like, you know, they'll, they'll punch a line. It's, with any luck, maybe, they'll do something useful before they ruin everything. <laughs> they, they, they need the, um, they need the classic, like, kind of like what they do with, like, Eversore assassins, where they just kind of wind them up and they just throw them into a populated area and they say, Go nuts! Do you imagine, <laughs> you imagine, like, like a lore-accurate space marine just, just in some... Some douchebag planetary governor's city. Like, what? You really, you're really not going to stop him if if you're if it's a lore accurate one. That's he's just going to go. Yeah, he, he would kill everything. You'd have no chance. That I think the ta- in a way the tabletop kind of dilutes how absolutely horrifyingly scary space marines really are because you always see them in like nice big armies when really it's like one space marine could trash an absurd number of baseline humans without breaking a sweat they would just murder everything yeah i I always say that um uh custodians play how space marines should feel like like if if you're you're playing custodians like one one custodian against like 40 guardsmen is just nothing on the tabletop and so having that kind of similar feel is like it's like in the tabletop or the the lore for marines because yeah like a squad of marines could take over a planet if if the planet isn't prepped. Hundred percent, yeah. I I I think you're totally right with that as well. The custodians feel like space marines feel in the lore, but actually in play. One of the a couple of things that the abominations get that again like really works for like telling the story and through through the rules of them, they get death spasm. So each time an abomination rolls a six to hit in close combat, you must make an additional attack. You must keep rolling until no more sixes ex- sixes appear. So you just keep getting like an exploding d six mechanic. 
However, if the result of any of these extra attacks is a 1, then the Space Marine undergoes an uncontrolled and potentially fatal mutation, changing form and strangling all those nearby with rapidly mutating protoplasmic appendages. And so for every one of the extra close combat hits that roll 1 to hit, the attack will be inflicted against the Abomination squad instead of the enemy, which is a horrendous mental image, just going absolutely wild until suddenly tentacles everywhere. Gross. I, I, I was about to say, wait, well, hold on, these are loyalists? This sounds like a possessed. It's pretty much exactly that. It's just loyalist possessed, which is probably why they never fully made it into actual rules, because they're just getting Chaos's stuff. But I would argue in this specific instance a little bit cooler, just because of the whole cursed founding thing, and then being potentially normal up to a point and then just losing it. I, just, I, I can't just imagine that. Like, he's there in the guardsman ranks, and, he just, and they just burst forward. Like, like, you just see, this guardsman's never seen a fucking space marine in his life, and he's like, oh my god, the Emperor's Angels are here to save us, and he just bursts 30 tentacles and strangles your friend. And like, oh my god. <laughs> And then you're fighting the Tyranids, and he's like, I, I, uh, do, do, is he infected? Like, what the fuck's going on? I can't imagine the mental gymnastics the poor guardsmen would have to go through. <laughs> that's what you just... I was going to say you just quit and then run, but the commissars exist, so that's not an option. I was about to, I was about to say, hold on now. <laughs> they, uh, they also get fearless, so they, they don't get pinned and pass any morale tests, because... What I mean, I guess if there's a chance of you exploding into tentacles every time you go into close combat, what are you going to be scared of? Yeah, uh, these this are still the, the knights, right? So it's it's two different types, the, the cursed knights and the abominations. The cursed knights have actually just right. got a zero to one um, limit, so you can only have one squad of those. But you could, if you were doing, uh, for instance, a, uh, a black dragon's army, you could just fill everything out, fill out your troops, with Black Dragon Abominations, which, funnily enough, in the uh, page from White Dwarf that I've got in front of me, they did just use parts from the uh, from the Chaos Brew. <laughs> the the ah. Marine is just normal, normal tack Marine, but with uh, Chaos arms and a Chaos head, which, to be fair, is pretty much exactly what the Black Dragons look like. Yeah, that, that, okay, I was, so, so Abominations are, are like a, a variation of a Cursed Founding Marine, then. Is, is basically what I'm hearing. Yes, yeah. They're, okay, they're the ones okay. where it went real, real bad for him. Gotcha. Okay, I was a little confused. Um, okay, so the, those are the variant sets of abominations. What, wait, what are the other curse-founding chapters again? So we've said got, Fire, Falcon, or Hawks? Yes, yeah, so we've got the Black Dragons, we've got the Blood Gorgons, which I think they had their own book, but I think it was like a good ten years ago now. I, for, I forget the name of it. Um, there's the Fire Hawks and the Flame Falcons. Why? Uh, the Lamenters, mm. the Minotaurs, and the Sons of Antius. Now, the Minotaurs have got I'm... a bunch of stuff behind them. Now, they're a really interesting uh, chapter, but they're like they are like I would suggest probably full episode type yes. chapter. Just... I remember the Minotaurs a lot because they beat the fucking shit out of um, uh, the the Lamenters. Yep, yeah, they went they went ham on Lamenters. They <laughs> they've also got a really weird chapter master. Is he is he a clone? Is he just the same dude but absurdly difficult to kill? No one knows. No one's got any idea because no one knows anything about the Minotaurs in universe. It's all like the High Lords of Terror say, "Go and do this," and they go and do it, and they really make sure they get it done. I I always remember the Minotaurs uh, being apparently quite assholes 
Yeah, they're super unpleasant to other Space Marine chapters. They just have no patience or time for anyone. They they just they only deploy at full chapter strength as well. So there's no such oh, thing as a light skirmish for the Minosaurs. They just go, okay, we need to deal with this issue. Send everyone. Um, wait, I'm curious about these fucking blood gorgons. I posted a picture of them, and they look like these horrifying, like world eater looking dudes. Yeah, they're one of the one of the kind of more. I was gonna say like uh, like traditional fall to chaos ones out of this lot. So yeah, unique to their chapter is that unlike most traitorous starties, the Gorgons do not tend to use fear and intimidation to achieve their own goals, much rather they show a level of understanding and focus that is rarely seen by the traitor legions. So they're actually quite tactical and nice, they just look horrific. And and they're also traitorous starties. A little bit. It only so took 60 years. <laughs> it literally took 60 years from their founding to uh, to to being declared excommunicate traitorous. So they, they, I think they did like a proper speed run of uh, <laughs> of turn of turning into chaos. They also just refuse to serve any particular chaos god as well. They they just go full chaos and divided. They flat out won't swear allegiance to a specific chaos god. Uh, Shai says that they're more rogue type since they're not super pro chaos. But I'm looking at that dude. He's got the eight pointed star on his chest right there, and like, like do do. Look at that image! Like, I, what do you mean they're not that pro-chaos? Look at that fucking guy! I feel like they're one of those ones where they don't think they're particularly pro-chaos. They're just like, they, they just do what they want. They are loyal to themselves. But then again, if you're going around murdering like populations, killing loyalist Astartes and chapters, and they might not think they're particularly serving chaos, I suspect, but they totally are. And as soon as you look at them, it's like Jesus Christ, lads. You need you've got got some serious corruption going on there, whether you whether you like it or not. True, though the, the Iron Warriors use chaos to fight power fight fight the power, as you say, but Iron Warriors are also pretty irrevocably fucked up. Both physically and in the head. They just also do that. They they had a rough I don't know. they had a rough time of it. They, they, they did not have a rough time of it. No, they they really did didn't. not have a <laughs> rough time of it. They, they were, were they were very angry that that dad didn't love them and then dad's dad didn't love them. I I love I love making excuses for the Iron Warriors because it it really does. The more you read into them and the more you learn about them, it really does just seem to come down to, well, dad's an asshole, so so are we, and that seems to be the main <laughs> the main cornerstone yeah. for their entire outlook. I like the Iron Warriors a lot because I like the hard industrial kind of vibe. Yeah, and I yeah. also like that that if people have to ask, "Hey, why do you like the Iron Warriors so much?" My answer is because they're cunts. <laughs> that, it's perfect. They're terrible, and I like it. That's that's all yeah. you need to know. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right, what's the next one? So, Black Dragons. We talked about briefly. They uh, they have. They have a, a slight issue where they grow growths of bone out of their arms and on their head for some reason, but they also get long poisonous fangs as well. So they can bite people, they can use their, their arm bones as swords and daggers to stab and slice. They are definitely badass looking. I really like the black dragons. The black armor with the kind of white symbol, there's a, a, a pick that Shai's put in. They look solid. 
I mean, that is also a really good picture as well because of having the armor around where the bone comes out of the uh, the forearm. That's a nice touch. I like that a lot. What? I, these are salamander successors, right? Yeah. So it looks like these are these are salamanders, but they've <laughs> they they're cursed. They they had well, genes right. messed with, and now now they've got all sorts of all sorts of fun stuff going on. They're still technically the loyalist as well, though. Like they, this is a chapter that hasn't fallen to chaos. They're not like uh, anti-imperium. They just they just really like they really test test the limits of the Inquisition just by existing because technically they're loyal. They they still fight for the Imperium. They still fight against chaos. But they are also clearly physically corrupted, and they have mutations, so... Well, I mean, the Inquisition have the exorcists, and that might be, like, the, the toppest of heresy. So, there's there's obviously something there. I mean, there's something there. I, I feel like if you're going to allow the exorcist, you've got to allow the chapter that just has a bit of extra bone going on. I feel like they, it, they, yeah, they, they got a bone to pick with you. You know, that's all it is. It's, it's, it's a it's a simple thing. It's coming out of their heads, coming out of their arms. It's I mean the poisonous fangs thing is actually pretty pretty cool though. I just that concept makes me think of like how the space wolves would occasionally like eat their enemies. Yeah, to gain the knowledge. I'm like oh, all right. I I just want you to know by the way that the uh, the bone to pick with you comment made me nearly drop my drink. So. Uh... If, if, if that thud stays in the edit, that was my elbow smacking the desk as I nearly dumped coke all over my keyboard. It was good, but at the same time, nearly cost me, and I'm not happy about it. Oh, hang on. <laughs> so, when the usual 5% tithe of gene seed is requested, the Black Dragons often resist giving it over, and sometimes have needed to be threatened with military action in order to comply with the tithe request, and when they do send it in, the veracity is unknown as each passes the most stringent tests, some therefore believe that it is not even the gene seed of the Black Dragons. You can see why they sort yeah. of test the Inquisition a bit, can't you? Yo, I, I got a drug test today and I've been smoking so much weed. Just Can you, can you piss in this bottle for me? <laughs> is basically what I'm hearing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they've got... I mean, either they are being real sneaky about harvesting allies when they're on the battlefield, which is difficult because... A lot of other space marines not too keen on working with them because, you know, they've got weird growths all over them. Either that or and there's yeah, a bit of covert killing going on. That or, or I mean, space marines are, are very often quite high and mighty assholes. So they could probably just look at them and like, ew, gross, abomination. Don't look at me. Unpure. Yeah, just don't. I don't want to do anything to do with you. You, you look weird. You're not. You're clearly not of the standard that one would expect for the Space Marines. Let's just keep you over there. I'm not interested in working together. There's also the. Uh, so we talked about the Firehawks very briefly because they are. It would appear the source of the Legion of the Damned, and the Firehawks really. Not really anything that wrong with them before it went wrong for them. For some reason, they were kind of seen as, like, tainted in some way, and prideful, and they wanted, like, they wanted brotherhood, in a way. And so, they weren't popular, but there doesn't really seem to be all that much to suggest why that is, other than maybe a bit of haughtiness, which, to be honest, it, that kind of stinks of, like, uh, Emperor's, Emperor's children to me, 
that kind of like a prideful approach and trying to be trying to be the absolute best like that's the only thing i can really think because even like even all their background material is just like yeah they were good in battle they were effective they didn't have any particular issues in terms of abomination type behavior they didn't really have anything in the way of like just stuff growing out of them they weren't as overtly cursed as the as like the uh the black dragons so it's kind of weird that they were looked down on but they did get you know the the best ending of a lot of chapters they might be lost but at least now they've got badass armor some of them potentially with wait, bone wait, and fire wait a wait a fucking second what do you mean the best ending they've like they've got like a horrible constant death and decay and their bodies are are, are like burning up on the inside and they're just like i just want to fucking die if yeah, they are doing still the Legion going. of the Damned type thing. They're still going, and they're still fighting. That's quality. I say best. It's huh. worst for them, but it's best to read about. That's probably the best way to put it. <laughs> it's not like... True. It's, it's definitely awful, and not something that anyone should ever want. But in terms of how awesome it is, it is right up there in terms of like the ends of entire chapters. They didn't just go out. Now they've got this whole unliving, appearing mysteriously... You know, awesome armor design, super hardy, shows up at the hour of need and murders everything. That's, it's badass, even if it's really unpleasant for them. Well, you know, it's a hell of a lot more interesting than the Legion of the Damned is, is Ferris Manus theory, so I'll go with it. I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of that one either, to be honest. It's just yeah, like, it sounds stupid. Yeah, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> I think the original, yeah. the original is, it, the original idea is, is kind of cooler than that, to be honest. Also, also, headless, headless dude does not mean Ferris Mass. I'm pretty sure it means James Workshop wanted to do a headless horseman statement. Yeah, because that's that's entirely what they would do. So uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> What's um? What was that last one you mentioned? The Sons of Something. Okay, so the Sons of Antius. I'll just quickly touch on the Flame Falcons again because we can't forget them because the Firehawks oh, and the Flame Falcons. Not. For for so long, I kept getting the two mixed up as to which ones ended up as Legion of the Damned because Firehawks and Flame Falcons is effectively exactly the same name, and I don't... People are going to say a hawk and a falcon isn't the same thing. I don't care. In my mind, the same thing. I can't get around it. They they are they're mostly fine. Mostly okay. But then they just randomly burst into flame during a battle. And that's, that's literally it. That's their whole oh, thing. Then. There was nothing wrong with them. They were absolutely fine. And then within a century of the founding... During during a great victory, their bodies spontaneously self-combusted into flames that didn't burn themselves, and uh, and so the Grey Knights killed them, and that's their whole thing. Wait, wait, they're all dead? Some of them, some of them escaped, but no one knows what happened to them. They just vanished. Grenades like that's weird. Stab. Pretty much. Pretty much that. It was like, well, you've got a you've got a good a good record. You've done well. You're clearly not traitorous. You've been uh, you've been you've been loyal. You fought decently, but you did you did burst into flame that one time. So it's game over for you. Grey Knights went to their homeworld and just annihilated them. <laughs> mm, well, you know, something, something, something. Sisters of Battle, Grey Knights, something, something, something. Just intolerance, intolerance all round. It's just not a nice place. They, they had a power to glow with magic power that burned heretics, and for that, they had been called heretics and killed. It, it, yeah, exactly that. It, 
the fact that it didn't affect them, but it affected their enemies, and their enemies were enemies of the Imperium, you'd think there'd be a little bit of leeway. Especially since, from what I can tell, and from all the stuff I've read up on, I don't think it happened more than once. I'm pretty sure it was just like the one time. They had this one issue, and then that was it. It was light, literally lights out for them after that point. The, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, I can maybe understand the concept that like, oh, that flame looks like warp magic, warp flame and shit, and then they get spooked, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Grey, Grey Knights and, and Intolerance are like, there's the, the, the combination of words for them. Uh, that's, that's fair. I mean, also, I guess it would depend on who's, who got the report first. If the, if the Inquisition is okay with the Exorcists and they're, well, mostly okay with the Black Dragons. You, you, I can imagine it being a case of just one particular very angry Inquisitor going, no, I'm not having this. No heresy. Let's get rid. With other Inquisitors kind of like looking a bit embarrassed and being like, I mean, we, we actually let quite a few, we let quite a few others get away with worse, but he's, he's off on one now. We'll just leave him to it. Let's not get into an argument because he's just going to get really pissy about it. We'll just, we'll just let him, let him deal with it and hope that he doesn't notice all the other chapters with clearly nonsense things that are happening with them. Grey Knights. We haven't done an episode of the Grey Knights yet. <laughs> no, but, god damn it. That level, the level of, of Grey Knight shenanigans that they do. Uh, like, I, I was expecting... I was expecting some kind of, uh... I don't know, what is it? Like, more than just exploding into flames, but no. Yeah, they get they get a super bad rap for what they are. They get a super bad rap. They didn't even do all that much wrong. They they, they just yeah. I glow as an angel and burn heritage with holy flames. Clearly, I'm the bad guy. That's that's it. It's <laughs> thank, well, you, wait, was, wait, hold, yeah. Hold on. Glow with an angel and burn heretics with power. That, that sounds a whole lot like this one lady with a big thing of angel wings and can revive from the dead. You know, why didn't the Fowler Falcons go more into, like, the Phoenix thing, you know? Like, like they would burst into flames after it's suffering, like, fatal wounds. I wonder if that would, that would be let off more. Like, well, they are burning into flames, but at least they're dying afterwards, so we can let it go. Because there's no evidence of the heresy left, because they're they're dead when it happens. But yeah, like, compared to uh, <laughs> the, the guys who literally turn into wolves and eat people, and the ones who blink, drink blood... It, it's harsh. It's a real harsh decision from the from the Grey Knights, but then again, they're kind of known for that at this point, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. All right, what's next? So the final one of, of note uh, outside of the Minosaurs is the Sons of Antius. So the Sons of Antius, for me, are actually the coolest ones out of all of them because they are basically space marines of exceptional durability, hardiness, size, and strength. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> That sounds, uh, that sounds a bit Primaris. Yeah, the Sons of Antius basically just ended up being better Space Marines. They are just bigger and stronger and more durable. Um, also, they're like... The, the, the second quote that we couldn't use to start with was, was said by a Sons of Antius Space Marine. Um, because the chapter also has the saying that the Sons of Antius have never been defeated on solid ground. They don't... It's not a curse. For them, the curse founding, not a curse, because they've just ended up better than other Space Marines. I, I must admit, I'm shocked that's your favourite one, though, because, like, I, I imagine you would enjoy a little bit more misery porn than just the dudes who were bigger. 
the thing I think the reason I like them so much is because it's like it feels it's a very mixed bag with the, with the cursed founding because it's like there's hardly any information. Um, they didn't used to be. Admittedly, it is since the Primaris um, showed up that it's just led to all sorts of uh, all sorts of ideas of like, well, well, I mean, the Sons of Antius. It feels like they're the they are the prototype. Like it feels like they're the ones that were a success out of all of them. The Lament has got annihilated with horrendous bad luck. You know, you've got other chapters that fell to chaos or that burst into flame or that ended up as spooky ghost marines. The Sons of Antius, compared to all of those, they just ended up bigger and better with super strong bones. They've been drinking their milk every day like they should. And, like, I don't know. It's like, it's like a, I think it's the contrast thing. It's like when everything else is so miserable and bad and has resulted in a bunch of, for instance, a bunch of absolute psychopaths like the Minotaurs, the Sons of Antius are like, they're the Primaris Marines before the Primaris Marines. They were the experiment that actually went well, but because everything else went so catastrophically wrong, they're still regarded as cursed. I guess. Though it would make, I guess it would make, it'd be surprising if they were the, the original choice for the... Um, Primaris, because I imagine the admin would be like, stay away. Well, no, the Primaris call stuff. That's right. That's a call yeah. thing. I it, forgot. It, yeah, I forgot about that being a call thing. It feels like a, it feels like a, like a fun kind of accidental convergence almost. It's like calls working on the Primaris stuff to make space marines that were bigger and hardier and stronger and all of that. And it had already been done at a time where everything else that was tried in that moment just went catastrophically wrong. I just like the way the two kind of accidentally link up. That's just bigger, better, stronger space marines. Yeah, it's. What, what is their what is their logo there? So they've Can't got like a. See. I think their logo, from what I thought, it was not known what their logo was, but that bit of fan art has got like a. Oh, is that fan art? Oh shit! It looks like. It looks like a kind of some sort of like eagle type thing. By the look of things, the fan art looks like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the the one that that Shy posted, it's just a, it's just an arrow, it's yeah. just an arrow pointing up. Yeah, they they again, it's like in a way, it's kind of squandered the 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 cursed founding because it's such a cool concept and there's so much scope for creating really like really wild space marine chapters. Although then again, the fact they haven't expanded on it much means that if you want to do your own cursed founding chapter, like there's so much you can do with it. And let's face it, no matter what you do. It, none of it can be worse than the guys who sat on fire and then got killed. Like, nothing can be worse than that. No amount of homebrew <laughs> is going to result in something that's <laughs> less fun than, we're on fire now. Oh, the Grey Knights didn't like it. You can beat that easily. I, I really enjoy I really enjoy the statement that it's, uh, uh, that, that it's the guys who sat on fire, because they weren't just running on fire, they sat on fire because they didn't get hurt by their fire, because they can just... The guys are literally the this is fine dog meme. <laughs> yeah. Except except taken literally. Like, yeah, we're good. Oh my we're god. We're fine. That's gotta be a bit of artwork, right? <laughs> one of those, yeah, one yeah, of those yeah, space screens where the where the dog is. Yeah, the the official Fire Falcons recruiting center. Yeah. <laughs> Join now, and then it's just that picture. So the 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 like the kind of official like mutation for the Sons of Antius is that they uh, they 
ended up with like basically super strong augmented skeletons. That was the idea behind it when the Gene Seed was edited. Um, but you know, somehow, somehow they've ended up just being bigger and better and stronger. Although one of the reasons that they're not trusted by some is the fact that uh, there is another chapter historically who is super resilient, um, which would be the Death Guard. And oh, there's comparisons drawn. There's comparisons. It's like, well, these guys are super hardy and can just walk into walls of firepower. Do you know who else could do that? <laughs> so there's a little bit of, I suspect, a bit of doubt. Maybe a bit of, um, maybe a little bit of, of dodgy gene splicing going on potentially there. I, I I must admit though, like despite that being the case, they don't. They're they're kind of missing the tentacles, and the bloat, and the smell. And the disloyalty as well. They're still loyal. Oh yeah, also also the chaos part. Yeah, there's also that whole thing. There's also the the hating of you. Yeah, it's it's like they they clearly even if they were even if Gene Seed from the Death Guard were used in in like the editing of the Gene Seed for the Sons of Antius, it's not resulted in the same thing. It's clearly resulted in a loyalist chapter who are insanely tanky and you should you should just take the win take the win where you can find it you know if if that's what you get out of the curse founding and that's all you get that's still pretty good i reckon yeah and and as i guess i i i guess it it, it does show <laughs> that admech are stupid oh yeah they totally as, as they up. tend to be with all that kind of stuff absolutely trashed it they did a terrible job overall but you know we did get the sons of antius out of it so it's not it's not the worst like, if anything this founding proves that call knocked his primaries project shit out of the park he straight up Fortnite danced on the rest of the ad mech nerds that's i don't know how how you would ever be able to <laughs> to like make call 3d rendered to do the Fortnite default dance like i know there's a way but there's so much shit going on there he's got too many legs for that for my money, that's like that's too much work. <laughs> that's too many legs man, to, to animate. Man's also fucking enormous. You know, you know, despite call being called, the man does have a, a is extremely competent. He absolutely kind of reminds me done. of Perturabo a little bit. Where Perturabo is just a total fucking petulant asshole, but he's really good at his job. Call is just weird, but also really good at his job. If anything, call is somehow weird in Perturabo, which is kind of an accomplishment because. I mean, Perturabo is an absolute lunatic in so many different ways. <laughs> I mean, arguably well, Corlys as well, but... Yeah, I mean, like, Perturabo's a lunatic because he's... Because he's an asshole. Whereas... And he's, he's always brooding and angry. Call is, like, a lunatic because I, I think he genuinely doesn't even know what's going on half the time. And he just goes. He's like the, that person who has an idea. And then that's all they can focus on for the next, like, three months. I've thought of something. I, you're, I'm going to be unavailable until this thing exists. Goodbye. That's him, I, but in a time where you're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> and, and and he's also possibly 10,000 years old, might have been alive before the heresy, wiped his memory, and he definitely does not have an AI. Oh, uh, totally. He it's not swears. No, definitely not. It, that, would be, that would be heretical, and Call is clearly not heretical with all of his basically brand new inventions that he keeps coming out with. Totally legit, top to bottom. Oh yeah! Oh, he knows exactly what's going on. He's very smart. 
Oh god, I love Cole. So yeah, that is pretty much cool. everything we know about the about the uh, the twenty first founding, the cursed founding, just before Doge Van Dyer goes off on one, and it was mostly a horrible disaster. Um, but yeah, the the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs are such a fun chapter, and they they have one of the most interesting chapter masters and. It is literally an episode in and of itself covering the Minosaurs. There is one little thing that is kind of funny about them, which is the fact that there's like there could be two Minosaurs chapters, but it's not really we're not really sure because there was a Minosaurs chapter a long time ago, and then Games Workshop did the thing they do where they take a chapter or they take an idea and then they kind of update it and rebrand it and the kind of rebrand of the Minotaurs is nothing like the old Minotaurs, so it could be that two existed at once, or that one is just a retcon of the other one, but because it's the Imperium and no one has any records and everything's knackered, no one really knows for sure, which is a nice fun little extra for the Minotaurs. But yeah, bunch of absolute psychopath berserkers who uh, deploy in chapter strength because they want to get the job done as quickly and as brutally as possible. Oh dear god, the old colour scheme. Oh, of the Minotaurs? Oh my god, Ugh. that's almost worse than the Salamanders one. Oh, it's bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it makes... My eyes are... I'm actually bleeding looking at that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, the new Minotaurs look way better. I thought the Lamentors Holy were hard to hell. paint. <laughs> See a full army of those. Let's go. Well, I, we'll have to, I mean, we'll have to do the Minotaurs episode later because apparently... I mean, you seem to have a... a just a a huge hard-on for them. And I don't know much about them at all besides the fact that, they, that they're that they assholes and they bonk the fuck out of the Lamenters. <laughs> I, do, I mean, I did at one point have a fairly sizable Minosaurs army. I do like the Minosaurs quite a lot. The, uh... Uh, uh, crap. I, I forgot what I was going to say. Wait, wait. You you have the a uh, uh, pretty big Minotaur's army. What is the um? Oh God. Uh. Okay. Oh. Shy, shy, <laughs> damn it, shy. Oh no, my chicken. God right damn back. it, shy. Yeah, I did. I did. I did at one point have quite a big Minotaur's army. I ended up selling it to start another project, which is one of my eternal regrets. But yeah, I I like them. I like them a lot. They're very fun. They got that whole Spartan look to them. Like Asterion Moloch's got the the kind of the circular shield, and he's got the spear and the crest on the art. It's it's cool. It's a good look. Oh oh yeah, they they, they full on embody the whole the whole Spartan aesthetic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, which I do think is also really really cool. The the circular shield plus um uh, plus spear is it's just really dope looking in general. Um, though I I must admit I I, I wonder. I'll figure it out. I'll learn. I'll learn more about them in a, in a later episode. Meanwhile, Shy is gonna burn her goddamn house down because she's gonna take her goddamn chicken out of the goddamn microwave. I just to clarify something because I've just—it's only just struck me again. The time difference when it comes to us recording together. What what time is it for Shy? Like, because if it's not if it's not like at least at least midday, got no business cooking a chicken. I'm just, I'm just you throwing it out there. You can't cook a, you can't cook a di- uh, chicken for breakfast or dinner. I mean, you can, you can cook a chicken for like, have it ready for like one, two o'clock. But like, if it's like nine a.m., who cooks a chicken at nine a.m.? Am I wait? Are, I've cooked, a, I cook a chicken at nine a.m. Really? Why are you, though? Are you, are you gatekeeping chicken? <laughs> I just never see. I've never heard of someone cooking a chicken at nine a.m. I've never woken up and thought, you know what? It's half past eight. 
I need to get a move on because there's a chicken that needs to go in the oven. I've just never thought that. I, I okay. I, well, I don't cook the chicken because it's good. I cook it because it has a high level of protein, the low calorie content, and I'm trying to be good with my weightlifting routine. And so sometimes I'm I, I'm sick of eggs and Canadian bacon. Or or protein shakes, and I'm gonna cook a goddamn slab of chicken thigh at, at nine in the morning. You know, actually, I, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. I'd completely, I'd completely blocked out the whole like using chicken to get swole. I'd forgotten about that whole side of things. I'm not a bit. You can tell just by looking at me. I'm not a big exercise person overall. So I, I take it back. I take it back. I can totally see cooking a chicken at nine a.m. I think for some reason I just assumed full chicken, like a full. A complete chicken, which just seems a like madness. A full-on chicken? But, you know... An, en- an entire an chicken, entire the chicken. whole bird? Isn't that what The Rock does? Doesn't he eat, like, a full chicken every morning or every day or the something? The Rock eats, like, 10... He eats, like, 10,000 calories because he he works out like a like a lunatic. Wait, you're supposed to yeah. work out if you do that? Okay, I'll... Do- I bet like, oh, shit, I was just eating 10,000 10, calories in general. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's, got- that's the one thing... Always tell people don't don't have a cheat meal like that. If your if your diet has you reducing your calories per day by five hundred, and you do one cheat meal, but your cheat meal on a Saturday night is a full on motherfucking pizza, that's like six thousand <laughs> calories, and you've undone your whole goddamn week. Yeah, yeah, but it, uh, you, you're right. But also, everyone loves devouring a full pizza. So that, this has gone so far. Actually, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to take this responsibility is still the episode, for this Shai. I'm not going to take responsibility. Shai, Shai went to get a chicken. She brought Shai, it on post, herself. Po- post, post your chicken and or favorite pizza and then the episode. 